amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Welcome to your fantasy football show. I'm your host, as usual, Guy Drinkle. And joining me, we're back with my two regulars, so that means Simon's had a good week. Um, and he's not faking being on holiday. <laughs> uh, but Simon, how are you doing, buddy? Yeah, not bad at all. Just back in the wintry home of Ireland. But uh, apart from that, I um, had a pretty nice week away. And not a bad fantasy football week either. See, that that's why you're back. Yeah. Well, it was an okay week. (laughs) Not bad enough to fake being away. (laughs) It's good enough for the pod, and that's all that matters. Uh, And obviously, my other regular is Jay. How are you doing, buddy? Yeah, doing good. Um, Another strong week, I would say, for me. Um, Having a little look at the AI Money League, the fancy one. Uh, Managed to climb myself into the top five now. So that's, I think, I've come from bottom to fifth in about four weeks so doing pretty well uh, once again I'm above average so again that's why I'm here when I'm below average you won't hear from me ah, so, so money's not all that is it <laughs> oh money's everything in this game <laughs> it's, it's all about fan tracks mate it, it is it's all about that I've shh about that because uh, I had Abraham on my bench and uh, Thank you the for that. Okay. <laughs> Thanks for that. I really enjoyed it. <laughs> uh, and I beat Simon last week. <clears> or <throat> the last game week. So that's nice. Um, but anyway, we're not here to talk about fan tracks, but if people are interested, we might start covering it, just because I'm actually good at that one. Um, but Simon, we'll start with your score. How did you do this week? Yeah, so I got 56 points, which is just above average. Um uh, pretty bad at the back again, but I managed to get a, a sneaky five points from Rico, which I did not expect at all. I didn't even expect him to start, and he managed to pop up with a, a lovely little little assist. Um, not great in midfield. That's Sterling and De Bruyne, who banked me a total of three points, but then um, Captain Mo, who got me 18, Cantwell got me six, Pookie got me 12 and Haller who I picked over Abraham got me two little points um, so that was a bad pick but yeah I was kind of playing the fixtures but it didn't really quite work out yeah we'll obviously talk about Chelsea I mean we, literally every week I think we're flip flip flopping from them being yeah. pointless <laughs> to being best to be bargain central uh it seems to be that where this season's going but yeah but Kind of a similar team to you. Um, but Jay, your, your score, how would you do? Yeah, not a bad week again this week. Uh, 68 points, but obviously that was made up of the bulk of just three players. Uh, as mentioned, obviously, Salah was at home, so he was my captain. Uh, 18 points, as Sai just touched on. 
Uh, Puki got me 12 and Aubameyang got me 13. And then there was not much else to speak about ones and twos. Um, apart from Pulisic, who I put in a few weeks ago, he's done nothing. He was subbed out for Cantwell, which was nice, so he got me six. Uh, Bernardo managed to get an assist, so he got me four, but there's still question marks ever going to keep him in the team. And the diabolical Monday Night Football resulted in a clean sheet for Tom Heaton. So out of all my back line, he was actually the top scorer, which says quite a lot about my back line, considering it's also got two of our Liverpool defenders in it. But again, I think we're going to touch on that later on. Yeah, de- defences are not doing the business this season. Um, nah, there's no. not not much clean sheets to be had at the moment. Yeah, literally might just whack out 4.5s everywhere. <laughs> yeah, save your money elsewhere. Um, but we will talk about that later. I'll go through my team. I got 59 points, so just over the average, similarly to um, Simon. Um, nothing at all to speak of in defence and goalkeeper. Pope's my highest there with three. Had Mings on my bench with five, because, you know, I thought West Ham, new lease of life can attack. No, can't. Um, midfield, Awobi, Banter Pick got two. Salah, captain for me as well, 18. Sterling, two, because, you know, Norwich, who have no defenders fit. Um, but happy days in non-fantasy football land with that result. Um, Mount nine seems to be bargain of the season so far, apart from Pookie. Uh, Wesley two. F- Monday night football. It it wasn't a game. <laughs> it, 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 what? It, why? Um, Pookie. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Let's move on. Yeah, yeah. Pookie twelve and Aguero six. Um, and nothing to speak of on my bench other than Mings, as I mentioned. So yeah, a pretty decent week for all of us. Um. But let, let's get into the actual agenda then, because there's quite a bit to talk about. And let, let's start with that, the big result of the weekend in, to, in terms of Norwich and Man City. Um, let's start with the positive side. For, well, positive, <laughs> whichever whichever fan. It's positive both ways for us, because it's enjoyable seeing Norwich and we've already beaten them and Man City losing. But let's start with a more positive side in terms of Norwich playing really well. Obviously... No one should have a Norwich defender. I know people have gambled on Aaron's and stuff like that, but I think people have moved off that, haven't they? But I mean, th- this, if they can maintain this, I know they're not safe yet or anything like that, but they literally outplayed Man City the other day. Like, Simon, that that's unheard of, like a team actually outplaying City. Like, we, we've done Apart it. Apart from about, us, yeah. Yeah, it's that's literally pretty much it. Yeah. Even Tottenham last year in the Champions League, they didn't outplay them. They kind of got lucky with VAR, I think. So yeah. It, it's kind of... It, such a great result, and even fantasy-wise, Cantwell and Pookie—it's—it's it's great, isn't it? That was amazing. I—I I, I actually watched the match on my phone in the airport, and I was just walking around, jumping up in the air like a complete maniac in the middle of the airport, just like so happy with in both the both with fantasy points and the match. I was just amazing. They absolutely destroyed them. It was unbelievable. They passed the ball out of the back better than they did. I mean, it was just, they basically beat them at their own match. It was, I don't know what's going on to Norwich, but um, yeah, and they're a really, really fun team to watch as well, which is always nice to have in the league, both for fancy football and for just watching them beat the hell out of your rivals. That was fun. Absolutely, absolutely. And, and Jay, feel free to m- mention the game itself, but in terms of fantasy assets, obviously Pookie and Cantwell have got the plaudits so far, but after that game, is Buendia coming into the reckoning now? Because he, he was on fire throughout that whole game. Yeah, he's certainly in with the shouts. Uh, two assists, I think he got at the weekend, and uh, that was his first double in score that he's wrapped up in fantasy, but He's clearly a talented player and he, him and Campbell sort of play off Pukki, but they're there for the triggers and the press. So if they are going to continue playing like this, which is it's refreshing to watch that a team has come up and actually played football in a way that actually is successful because we've had teams in the past like Swansea have come up and they, they give it a go and they managed to stay up for one year, but then it wasn't sustainable. But I think under Daniel Farker that, Norwich have got a system that they've they've used for a while and 
who knows if Klopp's had a quick word with Farker and say, look, this is how you beat Man City, this is how we done it, that's the <laughs> blueprint. Can you do the same? And he did. Um, but but they are, they're nice to watch. Um, I was actually more nervous watching that game than I've been in a long time, probably since the Champions League final, I've been just as nervous watching the game and not a game like that that's not involved Liverpool, really. Um, I don't I think, think I've celebrated a goal for another team as much as that in a while. <laughs> no, I, I mean, I, I was nervous but excited and it was like, yeah, I've not had this range of emotions for a while and it's not even Liverpool, this is mad. Uh, but I think coming back to fantasy, obviously Pookie's probably a shoe in for, I imagine, 50% of players have probably got Pookie by now. Um, and if you are going to go with A and other, then Cantwell or Buendia um, I moved off Max Adams because one he was injured and two knowledge just can't keep a clean sheet at the back anyway so um, if you are going to probably look for a few bargains they're probably your three players that you could look towards but I imagine most if not the majority of like now gone towards at least Pukki because at the price he is then he's certainly proven he's not a one hit wonder he is doing it in the Premier League and He's doing it in different ways as well. He, he's mm. he's not your out and out number nine. He's he's a bit more all rounded and mm. works in the system as well, doesn't he? Yeah, I don't think he'd fit in many other teams, but he fits for Norwich. And it's a bit like Firmino for us. He probably wouldn't work in other teams, but for us, he's perfect. Yeah, absolutely. I'd agree with that. I'd agree with that. I just checked. He's, I think he's just under forty-two. Let me just double double check. Forty-one point nine percent on Pookie is. So, that's quite a surprise I really. know, think I it know. might be more maybe more towards the 60s and 70 region now I wonder how many people have given up on FPL already <laughs> yeah I think I think that's probably it yeah. I'd say about 20% of them people are just don't play anymore mm. not or like, after yeah. or they're bitter f- bitter uh, bitter f- fans who just won't buy them in Angry up switch really? fans. <laughs> <laughs> the tractor boy revolves. Uh, none of that business. Um, yeah, yeah I, mean, I wouldn't be surprised if Pookie ends up being the most old. Because what is he now? He must be up to like six, seven ish now. What is he? 7.1. Good God. He's still, yeah. <laughs> That's I mean, still his bargain, isn't it? Let's be honest. It still is. What did, did he start yeah. at 6.5? Yeah, he did. Yeah. yeah. So he's, the, he's definitely the most. Um, He's he's went up the most by far, point six. That's scary though. Yeah, that is really. Scary. He's almost caught up to Abraham. He's already he's on fire himself. <laughs> Good God! Yeah. Oh dear. Wouldn't surprise me if like I don't know how much he can keep going up, but like if he overtakes like Rashford, it wouldn't surprise me. <laughs> oh, he's a much better player than Rashford. He's quite, like yeah, he's, he's actually, actually yeah actually he's stuff. embarrassing Rashford. Mm. Mm, you see teams well, like Jimenez and stuff like that for Wolves struggling. Well, not struggling, but uh, it, it's just really, really interesting. Um, like, Sorry, Joe, what were you going to say? I was going to say they've got the curse the Europa League, it seems, and it Wolves at the moment. Yeah, if, if they go out in the groups, they'll probably end up like getting form that would probably get them like second or something and end up finishing like eighth. They'll <laughs> uh, <just, it> <laughs> be back in it again. Yeah, that's how it works. Um. But yeah, Jay, I'll stick with you then. On, on the other side of that coin, Man City then. Obviously, Laporte got injured just before the international break, I think it was, in the last game. And people were thinking, okay, this is what could possibly swing the title in our favour and stuff like that. And obviously, we're on the fantasy podcast here, so we kind of have to have a fantasy tinge to it. But, I mean, Stones are not Amendi as your only two fit centre-backs. Literally, it reminds me when we had Skirtle and Lovren as our first choice. It, it, it's seemingly that bad. Um, it, it looks like it's a not a season wrecker, but it, from a team that finished with 100 points and 98 points, it's nowhere near that level. It's nice to see, though. Um, it is. That for, <laughs> for once, it's not our centre-backs that are giving you the absolute nightmares and jitters. But it it's probably potential to be a season title decided but come on let's take it back here we're five games in all right we've got a five point lead but it's five games it's it's a long old season and you would imagine that 
the look on Pep's face after just seeing Otamendi stumble over the ball like a four-year-old in the back garden. Um, he's probably going to address something. I don't know what, but he's going to he's going to have to get into them centre-halves and sort them out because they, they really need a shake-up, really, from Man City's point of view. But um, for fantasy, is it worth keeping Man City defenders, the ones who probably seemed as a banker for the clean seats? I know a lot of people do have Zinchenko. Um, obviously, if they're going to keep playing them two clowns at the back, then your clean sheets might just disappear pretty quickly. Mm. But it... It's obviously it's 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 a key factor, and not only did did Norwich play so well, I think they they've also set the blueprint for the rest of the league that you know you can actually have a goal at Man City, you can get something else than we we know we can get something else than because we're top class, but there is teams lower down the league, and Norwich have just come up and they proved. I think we touched on it last week that if teams will have a goal at Man City, they've got a few questionable fixtures. Obviously, they've got. Um, I think it may be Palace this weekend. I right, could be wrong. And then they've got a trip to Goodison. Now, Everton, obviously, were an absolute what, shambles Watford. on Sunday. Watford. Is it Watford this week? Watford um, at home, Everton away. Wolves at home, Crystal Palace away. Nah, I knew they had Palace at some point. But yeah, um, Everton were a shambles on Sunday. Mm-hmm. And at Goodison, they're a totally different force. Um, and a lot of Blues will tell you that. They're at home, they're... They're a different animal. Um, and if they put the Man City shirts to one side for 90 minutes, they might actually get behind their own team and drive them on to some sort of result, which would be nice. Um, but, you know, we can't expect favours from the blue half. But, yeah, the, the blueprint's there now. Um, you've got a, you've got a target on, on Man City's back as champions and they've got till January now. They can't do nothing about it. I'm sure the multi-millions will be getting offered to several centre-halves around the world but I don't actually know who they could probably get in and by the time January comes along if Laporte's been to see some top-level doctors we could say he might not be far from a return but then I think they probably do actually need another one because you, as you said Skirtle and Lovren is Mark two and Stones not a Mendy yeah yeah they re- the really are I'm not sure if um if you saw the Monday night football like analysis and stuff like that, it's like literally no, I missed it. Yeah, if you get a chance, I think it's on their YouTube channel or whatever. But if you get a chance after this, they went through like the goals conceded. It was literally like double of every other partnership. So it, it, it genuinely is awful. Um, so Simon, let's. I mean, feel free to have your your say on Man City's defense being bad, but in terms of it impacting FPL, then I mean, does this completely change the terms of strategy? Because I think. As um as Jay mentioned, people do have Zinchenko. Some might have Walker. Did have Laporte, etc. But is it does it make them unownable, or is it a wait and see? Because I mean, I think people have speculated maybe they'll go to a back three if Mendy eventually gets fit, or if Cancelo gets used to the league or team or whatever. Is it a wait and see, or is it just kind of cut the cut the tie with them really? I think if you own them, I'd probably hang on to them um, unless you have nothing more important to fix in your team. Kind of like owning, kind of like owning our defense. I think it's mm-hmm. unless you need the money. I mean, you might be looking to raise money, so it might be it could be a way to do it. But with the likes of Adam Mendy being five four. And Zinchenko being five six, I mean they're not that expensive, and you would expect them. Just the fact that they be expected to hold the ball for most of a match, and it just depends if the next few fixtures. I mean, Watford at home. I don't think Watford are the type of team to really kind of take advantage of their um, of their really bad pairing at the back, and even if. Watford were playing at home, I wouldn't put a lot of faith in them. They've been absolutely awful. So, I mean, it's a weird one. Um, if you have the ones that aren't that expensive, I think they're probably okay to hold for a little bit, but I wouldn't be investing in them. I certainly wouldn't be looking to bring any in at the moment. Um, but it would be interesting to see if Pep mixes things up. I mean, Adam Mendy was just absolutely awful. I mean, it was really fun to watch for, for me. But um, he was just so bad, and he he made a 
very bad back pass that led to the that led to that goal kick that then he messed up again as well and he's just all like he's just awful so it'd be in, like there's a possibility of him bringing Fernand Fernandinho in instead as well I mean he did mention that he might be played at the back now a little bit more um, I don't know how much better he'd really be I'd, he's pretty kind of old now at this point and he's not that fast um, so they are certainly so for me I think it is one to watch maybe over the next two or three fixtures and if they still look the way they are now then you could definitely be bringing them out but if you need the money to bring in someone like Mount or Pookie or something like that then it might be a wise place um, to make the money back on Man City defenders yeah, that's a good point. Um, whether it's wait and see, I think they play Shakhtar tonight or tomorrow. Um, not a clue how good Shakhtar are anymore, but it'd be interesting to see anyway. Um, but yeah, I think if you if you got an out else to do, maybe gamble on a cheaper defender and reinvest the money somewhere else. If not, just kind of wait and see. Cause um, yeah, Pep's obviously one of the best managers of this generation, um, if not the best manager of this generation. It, it, he, I doubt he'll put, keep going with these two. Maybe needs must, but yeah, Fernandinho, he'll probably come in. Maybe they'll tinker around with the formation, as I mentioned, to three at the back. Um, but he, he just can't. He simply can't soldier on with that because he'll end up losing the title race before it's even begun. Um so yeah, it'll be interesting to see. It'll be interesting to see. But we'll we'll uh, come back to the well, personally, a Zinchenko situation for me um, later on when we go into the uh, transfers. Um, but Jade Norwich wasn't the only surprising result of of the weekend. I mean, probably not surprising the fact that Chelsea won, but it's more of the manner they did win. And obviously there's, both, there's two sides to each coin in this one as well, because Wolves obviously finished 7th last year and seemed to be one of the safest clubs going. Um, but we'll start with Wolves on this one. I mean, we mentioned last week uh, how pretty much they're just bad and not really anything to own, even like the safe Jimenez last year, I wouldn't touch with a barge pole. But like Wolves now, I mean, they just look awful in, in, in most regards. Like the midfield's still there. But you don't really want to own any of them. But defence and attack, they just look non-existent, really. Yeah, um, we think we've seen Connor Cody do a true square for the Jamie Carragher impression when he got stood up by Tammy Abraham and oh, left left for dead. Like, I mean, there was cries why isn't he in the England squad last last week or the week before? And you know, based on that performance, then he doesn't even deserve to be near the England squad because he was he was annihilated by Abraham and obviously we've touched on the fact that we probably think he's a championship striker but he, he's he's starting to turn it on but then if you let him do stuff like that then you are going to make him look mm-hmm. like that um, there seems to be obviously we said the, the Europa League issue with Wolves but there seems to be something just not right um, they don't seem to be the team they was last season Um I don't know if is Dowsey injured or does he just try and an experiment with trying to convert a Darwin into a wing back? Uh, I think he has been injured. Like I think he missed preseason. Uh, yeah, I, uh, he so come back in, yeah. early on, but then I don't know if he's picked up another knock or not. Um, we'll have to check. But Adama, I know you like him, but he can't oh, defend to save his life. No, I will not have this. <laughs> uh, he's 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 the same quality as Alberto Moreno, where he whoa, he's not that he's fast. He's uh, fast and can go he's, forward. He's not that good, mate. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, going, going backwards, he, he needs to uh, go back to class and read the rule book on how to defend, I'm afraid. But he needs Tony Pulis back in his life. That's what he needs. <clears throat> oh, gee, no, no one needs yes, that. Yes, he does. He was, he was mint at Borough. He just needs oh, him back. No. <laughs> you couldn't go more opposite to Wolves than getting Tony Pulis in to save the season, could hey, you? Hey, they like three uh, at the back. How about seven? <laughs> uh, imagine imagine Pulis getting his mitts on Ruben Neves and uh, yes. Jao Moutinho. Oh, that's a good for, that's a good forward line, that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Raul Jimenez, you're playing left wing back today, mate. Yes. Um, but yeah, uh, even going forward, uh, Jimenez has got a couple this season, but 
I think he's feeling the effects of a long summer. Um, and then they don't seem to have much else. Crutone's sort of got a couple of goals here and there, but he's going to take time to adapt to the league. Um, there just doesn't seem to be much there with Wolves. They just seem a bit like, is it the second season syndrome? Mm-hmm. Have they been found out? Jota must have been must be one of the most disappointing people FPL-wise as well. He looked, this is weird to say, he looked like James Milner when he's running in terms of he just, he's running in treacle all the time mm. and he, he never seems to be getting anywhere. Uh, but the, there's something not right with Wolves. It could be the fact that they started the season in mid-July and they've had a lot of miles in their legs. But um, would it be best to... They go out the Europa League, or are they going to give it a bash? I mean, the the chances are they're not going to win it. Maybe they just try and coast through, get out the group stage, and look for the big boy in the knockout stages and enjoy the journey. But I mean, if this is how they're going to go till December, then they they could face a lot of trouble, and they could be in a really sticky situation come December. That halfway through the season, Premier League is is there for you know for the chop with them, but. As I said, there's something not right, and I don't know many people mm. across my fancy league and across probably the AI league that have got many Wolves players anymore. That mean today we might be loyal to Jimenez, but that's probably the only <laughs> one I know of. Yeah, I, I, just out of in, out of curiosity, I'm looking at Wolves's um, Europa League group and Besiktas. Um, sl- God. Why did I do this? <laughs> Slovan Bratislava, uh, that was easier than I thought it was, and Braga. So it's not exactly a difficult group, but Europa League groups tend to be pretty much. There's some yeah. tough journey stuff. Like, yeah. I mean, Bratislava, I, went to, I went to Bratislava in the summer. It's a lovely city, but I don't know much about Slovakian football, but you'd imagine it's probably similar to Red Star Belgrade and Serbia, where mm. you've, you've got a hostile home fan base I mean Turkey's never an easy place to go and is, is Bra- Braga, Braga play Braga's the one with the mountain in the stadium isn't it yeah it's yeah. on the coast with the big rock um, and they were a force um, I remember we played them mm. probably about 10 or 13 years ago and, in, a, in a bad era <laughs> yeah but they, they seem to always have a couple of handy Brazilian lads and a few young Portuguese kids so they, they could put up a bit of a, a game you, you never know but the Europa League's a really strange mix of teams anyway, really. It's it's the, the mid-range and the absolute teams that you've never heard of, just all mongled into one. Yeah, it doesn't really start till the Champions League teams drop into it, does it? Uh, but Wolves should really get out of that group. I know it'll be tough with travel and stuff like that. I don't think Besiktas are what they once were, and as you mentioned, Slovakian football, God knows, um, and, and Braga. Yeah, no idea on them, but Wolves should have enough to get out of that, especially if they're prioritising it over the Premier League. But it looks like it has affected um, uh, the season, even if it is just by lack of preparation with with starting so early on. Um, but Simon, on on the other side of that coin, and I mean Chelsea, I mean, as I mentioned in the intro, we kind of flip flop every week with them. Um, but Tammy Abraham, Mason Mount, I mean. I think Mount's almost a must-own because he's cheap and actually does stuff. Whereas Tammy Abraham obviously got a hat-trick against a poor Wolves team, but is he kind of becoming almost must-own? Because I know people have had like Haller and stuff like that, but I think I'd still, yeah. I think I'd still rather have Haller myself. Just I think he feels more safe. It's a weird one, isn't it? I mean, he's definitely a flat-track bully. I mean, he's only... I don't think... like he he he. he he didn't score in the first two fixtures against Manu and Leicester. Mm. And after they play us, though, they have a run of um, Brighton home, Southampton away, Newcastle home, and Burnley away. And I think he could score mm. in probably all the, of those the after, matches of these yeah. three. Yeah. So I don't think he's much on, but I think for that run of fixtures, I think it would be. I can't think of really a better person to own, especially at that price. I mean, maybe Aubameyang, but obviously he's a lot more expensive. I think them two would be my, I think for the next three or four fixtures, I think they have the best fixtures for Mm. for them. So he's still pretty cheap. I mean, I I don't think he's must own, but I think 
a player at that price is so easy to bring in and out when the fixtures kind of turn bad that um, I don't mind if he was if he's a little bit more expensive next week. I will definitely be waiting until next week, and I'll probably bring him in for Haller. Mm-hmm. But I'll do that. I I'm not too pleased about that because I actually really like Haller feels like a kind of a long term hold. So I might be just I might just bring him in for that little four or five run of fixtures and then see how he is. But I don't even know if he's a hundred percent nailed on, which sounds crazy. Yeah. Uh, the fact that he's in it top w- form, but you yeah, know what I mean? It wouldn't surprise me if, that... if Giroud plays against us, for example. Sorry, we interrupt you. Exactly. Yeah. That's what I think. So I think as weird as it is, I think he's kind of a must own for a little while, but not until next week. So it's kind of one to just maybe if you st- if you can bank it, if you can bank a transfer or something, or look to maybe do two moves to bring him in next week. But um, I'm also probably a little bit annoyed at the fact that I picked I didn't pick him up <laughs> for Haller, so I have a, that kind of. I nearly actually did like an instant, just brought him straight into my team, but I was like, no, I'm gonna wait a week. And then I think Mount is yeah, Mount is the person that I have already bought now because I was just. I got I picked Martial over him in week three, and Martial got injured, and I just was like, he'll hit, he'll be back, he'll be back, but he's I don't know what's going on with him. But I think the fact that Mount is like so inexpensive, um, and he seems to be on a lot of set on a lot of set pieces as well. He's a lot of and he's just he plays very well, you know. And I think he seems like he's nailed in that spot now, pretty much. Um, I think he's definitely starting to look like a must-own person that you can kind of have as your fourth or even your third mid at this point. Yeah, for me, probably third, but I have three. Yeah. I have three midfielders in the six mil range, so he's obviously a bit more expensive now. But yeah, he's probably my third midfielder. But uh, just having a think in my head, maybe I'll change that <laughs> uh, with my uh, my striker options. Um. Yeah, Joe, what what's your thoughts on Chelsea? Because we've obviously gone back, we pretty much covered this on every pod so far with the way Chelsea have gone on. But what's your thoughts on the Abraham and Mount situations? And anyone else you want to throw into that? Because, I mean, they're probably the main two I'm jumping out, but anyone else at Chelsea you'd probably think about? Um, not not anyone that springs to mind. I mean, transfer spoiler there. They have made me transfer this week, and it involves Chelsea. Um, mm-hmm. I've I've gone pure such to Mount purely because a the the financial aspect of FPL saved me a bit of money, and b Pulisic just doesn't seem to be getting a look in, and Mount does. And as I said, he's he's having an influence in set pieces. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's managed to free up a little bit of cash as well for me to play with probably over the next few weeks. Um, the other Chelsea players, I don't really know who else they've got, to be quite honest with you. Like, because I didn't really see them as a title rival, I've sort of yeah. pushed them aside and mm-hmm. forgot. And obviously the, the lack of transfer activity because of the ban in the summer, they've they've not got any big names in really. Obviously they, they had a cover shit on a permanent deal, but that was about it. Um, their midfield is quite industrious in the fact of Jorginho and Kante and Kovacic won't get you the the goals and assists so you're probably only left with probably Mount Abraham and then you're probably scratching around maybe William Pedro um, hmm. I only noticed the game the other day William, yeah. I only noticed the other day Williams took Hazard's number which I found a bit funny <laughs> um, oh um, yeah. even at the back though they've not got Kept a clean no. sheet all season, yeah. so Emerson looks um, possible, but he's injured now. So yeah, yeah and then you mean Tamori Christiansen? I think Rudiger's picked up a knock again, so mm. hopefully he's out for the weekend. Well, they started um, playing a back three, didn't they? So that could be interesting. I mean, if Alonso plays as a wing back, we obviously saw that um, under Conte a few seasons ago. It obviously, results in in. Um, in end product quite a lot. I don't even know how much Alonso is and nowadays. Around six, I think. Elevator he is. music. <laughs> six two. Six two. Six two. Yeah. He he would be interesting 
if he maintains a place because he is good going forward, but again, like Adamid, he's not very good going backwards. Um, but then, the if Rudiger's out, they might actually go to a back four. Um, yeah. They've got Valencia in the Champions League this week, so that might give us a few clues as to mm-hmm. what Lampard is thinking for the weekend. Um, yeah, because even if Christensen, Samori, and Zuma, well, you could probably... <laughs> oh, yes, please. Yeah. I mean, I suppose you could put Aspi at centre-back as well, which would probably suit him more, a lot more nowadays. I'm, I'm not sure who else they could play at right wing-back. Uh, I think they're still uh, for that Reese James to come back, aren't they? Um, yeah, he was injured over the summer, so I think I think you, you'll probably get a look in because Lampard is invested in actually giving the youth team a chance. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it, it's paying off in a way for them. And it, it's actually quite refreshing to see that it's probably a blessing in disguise that they've had this ban. And they've, yeah. they've brought Lampard in. Obviously, there was question marks over him, there still is. But that he, he is going to give youth players a chance. And obviously, it's how he come through as a youth player. and not obviously at Chelsea, but he, he went there at a young age. So um, it probably, for the best of the club, is actually doing them a favour. Um, but there is a few good lads there, obviously. There's a few question marks over some of them, but if you don't give them a chance, you don't ever know what they're going to be like. So it's actually quite refreshing to see. And they're not a threat to us, um, apart from obviously the fixture at the weekend in terms of they're obviously at home. They're usually... Or they used to be very good at home, and we we've never really got comfortable there. We've had a few good results, but then we've also had some sticky performances. Even if you take it to last season, we had to bank on a, a worldie from Daniel Sturridge in the last minute. Yeah, yeah, I think that was <laughs> I think that was probably one of the games before Sorry got figured out. <laughs> um, strangely enough, but it was a it was a tough game. Um, but yeah, I'd agree with you there. I think yeah, it is almost a blessing in disguise. And when Hudson Odoi comes back, and lot uh, I think Loftus cheeks a, a longer way off. Um, and I haven't seen anything of that Reese James, but if he's as good as his reputation, that'll be interesting for them at least. Um, I just noticed Vestergaard's the highest point scoring defender, which has thrown me. Yep, <laughs> <That's> thrown, <laughs> I that's that's it. Uh, maybe Ali was on to something then with his wildcard. Uh, I was wondering why he had him in his team. I was like, okay, that's fair enough. Uh, is he scored or something? Let's have a look. He scored, when, he scored yeah. and got two clean sheets, I think. Oh, uh, okay. And a fair bit of baps, but um, I think he's the only defender that's in the top 10 Score, uh, I think, something like that. The top ten cool. points, yeah. yeah. And who, would have, who would have ever thought that? <laughs> well, maybe Southampton's the sleeper that we, the sleeper team, we nobody's considered. Um, shred. Maybe Ali was right all along. I know. I know. Don't say that. <laughs> <laughs> maybe the one question. Uh, the one question is, mark is... I picked out his team was the good one all along. <laughs> His league position suggests otherwise, though, so we'll, we'll let that one go. <laughs> oh, dear. Um, so we'll, go, we'll reflect on the uh, the re- a couple more results. Um, Spurs, got to get it in for Carrie Kane. Um, every time. They obviously... Oh God, I don't remember what the bloody score was. 4-0. 4-0 was it in the end. Yeah, 4-0. Um, Harry Kane did jack shit again. Thank you. Um, Got to get that in. But um, a lot more promising, Kranz, in the, the uh, crap we've given them over the last few months, <laughs> uh, mainly me. But, Jay, I, I'll stick with you on this. I mean, we, we talked about not really any of them are ownable at the minute, but do, does this change anything? I mean, let's be fair, it's a Crystal Palace team who they had a Sacco and centre-back who first game in seven months. Gary Cahill's 112 Van Arnold can't defend, and Joel Ward, who hasn't played in two, 18 months, two years. So, is is this a, is this false hope for FPL players, or is this the start of Tottenham's season? I um, I probably give it a week or two and just see who Pochettino puts out in terms of his Champions League team this week and the weekend fixture. Um, because obviously he started with Lamella 
Son and Kane this week, weekend just gone. Obviously, as you said, it's hardly the most formidable backhand with Crystal Palace, but this weekend they've got a tough fixture on paper. They go to Leicester, the half 12 kickoff mm. on Saturday. So that has got, it's got all the makings of a good game of football, to be quite honest with you. Um, but I think we all know more in terms of a lineup is is now the time maybe to have a look at Son as he had enough recovery from the summer and yeah. got himself back into the team or was it just Pochettino saw, you know, Palace are not going to bring much so we're going to go a bit more offensive and let them have it and obviously they did. Um, we're still waiting on End and Belly to get back um, but I think you you might just want to stick on who spares line up with this weekend and then see how they go across the next few weeks obviously let's have a quick gander at the fixtures um, <clears throat> so they've got Leicester and then they've got a home fixtures to Southampton and then they go away to Brighton so on paper they've got a, a couple of nice fixtures coming up uh, before the international break so you may look to switch to Son um, mm. they've got a Olympiacos no. tomorrow as well yeah, not Harry Kane if you have got him. So, yeah. um, fuck, that, fuck that guy. <laughs> that, that, that's my advice to you directly, guy. Um, hey, I did. And I swore <laughs> for a whole hour. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, they're, they're probably in the same category as Chelsea, where mm. one week dealing pressure and the next week you're, you're calling them for all sorts. So it's probably a hard one. But I. Say Son is probably the one I'd look to go to, and I think he's still listed as a midfielder um, this season. Yeah, he's so there, so yeah, he's always handy to have in terms of you can squeeze him in with packing your midfield out if you go for a couple of bargain forwards. Yeah, that's a good point. Let me just check how much Son is. I'm on defenders. That's good. Nine point six he is. So you must have gone up a. One tick, unless, he, one, unless yeah. he started off at 10. Uh, I imagine he didn't, but yeah, he must have gone up one. Um, but yeah, I, I'd agree with that. I think wait and see with that one. Um, Sai, obviously you've missed a couple pods. Um, have you ever been tempted by any Tottenham people? Not Hurricane, dickhead. Um, did, <laughs> um, apart from Son, not really, now. He's the only one, and... I just think he's quite expensive still. I just haven't really... Um, I just don't know who I'd want to lose for him, pretty much. I mean, Sterling, De Bruyne and Mo are my three big midfielders. And at the moment, I, I wouldn't really want to take it, any of those out. I'd be more looking to maybe bring um, a more expensive person in in my front line mm-hmm. instead. So yeah. the only one who I'd have kind of on my radar is... Aurier, 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 depending on yeah, good, how bad the injured shot, Walker. Yeah. I don't know how bad the Walker Peters injury is. Uh, on the FBL side, it just says hamstring injury, but it's not a red flag. So I don't know if he was maybe out for a month or something, maybe, because he's only 4.9. But I, I think Spurs have just got to accept their shit at defending now. And Aurier is is that, but he's good going forward, so I think they've just kind of got to accept that now. Because I think he got, <laughs> yeah. I think he got an assist and he created an own goal, if you, I think that's a fantasy assist technically. But, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, they, they just looked, well, no, again, it's only Crystal Palace, but they, they looked a lot more balanced with an actual They right do back. look a bit better, yeah. yeah. yeah that's definitely. not Davinson Sanchez. <laughs> no, and uh, maybe Lamela, but I mean... He's gonna. I don't know how nailed he is, but he seems to be actually doing quite well. I mean, he's there, he's he's actually their top points scorer. I oh, know, sorry, he's 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 only two points behind Harry Kane, and he's half the price. <laughs> <laughs> so he is an interesting one. But again, I just think there's a bit of a risk with Ali coming back, and I mean, he seems to be kind of moving between Lamela. Um, Ericsson and Mora a little bit um, mm. but at the moment Lamella has seemed to I mean has he played he's played every match he's been taken off early in two of them but he's played like he's a, he, he, he's, a, he's actually he has played quite a lot of minutes 
and he is cheap so it's definitely an option but I, I again I'm pretty I go with Mount over him you know so it's um, unless you're looking to get two people in that price range I think there is better yeah Aurea 4.9 just if people are wondering who are listening that might bring him back up <laughs> later on yeah no uh, he is definitely worth it he is probably mm-hmm. the one isn't he because he should get a fair amount of it, um, attacking returns and they do have pretty nice fixtures as well yeah the next three are yeah. nice next four actually are quite what, nice what are their fixtures just Leicester away Southampton at home Brighton away Watford at home yeah that that's I mean the two middle ones are definitely good Watford, they'll still be shit defensively regardless of the new manager. Uh, yeah. So yeah, that that's probably still good. And Leicester, well, we not we know Brodge defending defending and all that jazz. Um, near good. Um, but yeah, I think that'll be interesting. But I mean, whilst we're on the defense, uh, we do need to bring up the Liverpool defense, which is now almost a weekly occurrence, which is worrying. Um. Jay, I know Robertson got an attacking return, which it wasn't much of an assist. I know he skinned someone, but he did just pass it two yards and Mane put it top bins. Um, um, is 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 it more concerning now? Because I know we kept the clean sheet against uh, Burnley. It was, but I think that's our only one so far, which is a bit worrying. Um, is, is it right to like? look away from other Man City as defend- for defenders now, you reckon? It, it's certainly a, a conversation to be had uh, in FBL talks. I've got uh, Van Dijk and Trent. Now, for obvious reasons, Trent with the assists mm. and his actual play on the ball um, and Van Dijk purely for the goal threat. But also, obviously, the clean sheets are there in the back of your mind and I think you know, without Allison, we do look a little bit more vulnerable. Um, could that goal have been saved at the weekend if it was Allison? Maybe, maybe not. I mean, Trent was he was caused with the ball over the top, and then teams are targeting him, um, especially on on that crossfield pass. But uh, I don't probably don't see us keeping the clean sheets at Chelsea which probably means Abraham might score again. Um, but then after that, we've got Chef uh, United and I think it might be Leicester. Uh, you'd fancy us to keep a clean sheet against Sheffield United and I think Leicester at home. We, mm. We've always got the threat of Jamie Vardy. Mm. But, United away after uh, that as well. Oh, so it, it doesn't exactly bode well in terms of clean sheets, but as we said earlier on, is there many clean sheets about? There's not mm. probably a lot to be had. So are you going with the differentials and the fact that Trent obviously is a assist getter and Van Dyke's a, a threat in the air for for the price that they are, it, it's kind of a gamble. I, I I have thought about maybe cashing in probably on Van Dyke and keeping Trent. Um obviously because you get more points for assists. Yeah, yeah. And maybe bulking up more in midfield and the targets. It's a hard one to balance, but then we don't even know when Allison's going to be back. We we thought it'd be back by now, and then apparently it's the next international break, which is another three weeks away, which then suggests it could be another four or five weeks by the time he does get back. So it, it, it's baffling. It's hard. Um, I don't really know what to do. It, it sort of got me in a bit of a sticky situation, but mm. it's personal preference, I think, if if you want to stick with us or not. But um, I think maybe I've just touched on Tottenham's fixtures. There might be an argument for one or two of their defenders. I don't know. Mm. Yeah, possibly, possibly. Um, Simon, your your thoughts on, on our defensive situation at the minute? And with the lack of clean sheets in, in the entire league let's be honest is it now starting to look at defenders where you're looking at attacking returns rather than defensive because when when I was planning my initial defence I, I had Van Dyke over our fullback because I thought clean sheets obviously this is when we had Alisson um, 
fit and ready and stuff like that. So obviously stuff's changed since then. But are we now looking at players, I don't know, let's use Dean as an example. I mean, Everton obviously have, have a good home record defensively and stuff like that. But it, you're almost looking at um, attacking returns rather than defensive. Because let, let's, I'm going to use Aspilqueta as a... An example, I know Chelsea, just as a classic example, he'd normally be safe defensively. Chelsea used to have a good defence, whereas now I'm looking at Dean getting an assist rather than keeping a clean sheet, for example. Yeah, I think that's a good point. Um, I'm in, I have Van Dijk and Robertson, and Robertson, I think, was unlucky not to get more points in that new castle match. I think he hit the post. Um, but it's it's a really hard, and I'm finding quite hard. I was tempted to play my wild card, and when I kind of had a look at rebuilding my back five, I just actually didn't know what to do. I didn't really. There's there's not really there's not anyone who stands out mm. yet. Really, I mean, you could look at building maybe like out of the four point fives, and then you've got Lundstrom, who's still I think four point three, and. Rico seems to be he could be nailed for a little while now. Maybe like that might be the better way, but I mean, I'm probably going to take Van Dyke next week or look to while if I do Wild Card, I probably will lose him. But I still think that Trent is probably the best defender to own in FPL, but he's just so expensive, and the clean sheets will come. I think I feel we've been very un lucky at the back and um, we seem to be making more individual mistakes than we did last year and I don't know if that has spun from the fact that Allison isn't there and that it's kind of just having that little bit of effect where the defence knows that Adrian is, isn't you know obviously uh, uh, Allison's probably one of the best in the world so the fact that they have Adrian they might feel like they have to do a little bit more and that is just putting a little bit of a bit of strain on everyone because like I think we've made more I think we've made three or four errors now more than we more than we had Mm -hmm. last year and maybe even more than that so it seems to be a problem that can be fixed um but I don't know if Allison is if that is the thing that will fix it so again it's a little bit like the man the man City defence where if you need the money that probably is where I'd look and I wouldn't buy them in but if you're on a wild card or something say Trent would be if you if you wanted to have one expensive per person and I still think he's the best just mm-hmm. in the fact that he's basically like basically plays as a right as a right winger and he's on a lot of set pieces and he puts in ball after ball like yeah so but it's a weird one. I'm still, I'm kind of still fifty-fifty on it, but I am starting to think that Van Dyke would be my next person to lose, and I might look at someone from maybe Aston Villa or something weird like that just to make a bit of money. Or Vestergaard, <laughs> or Vestergaard apparently seems to be the way to go. <laughs> that still thrown me. Uh, it's proper strange, uh, uh, but yeah, it's, it's a strange one. I've got Matip, so it's obviously not a big expense um so i'm not too concerned with that one but um maybe zinchenko um but we'll talk about transfers in a sec to finish up um the only other note i had is that aston villa are fooked um because they have <laughs> no goals in their team and jack Grealish is their best player which is not a good thing um so yeah they're fooked we don't need clean, to talk about clean sheets though guy clean that sheets very true yeah that is very, that's more concerning for West Ham, never, <laughs> to be honest. True, well, yeah. they were two, two out of two at home. Who was the, who was the Everton man? Everton. Everton. Yeah. Everton. Oh, yeah. Everton and West Ham are two of the banterest clubs in history of football. <laughs> yeah. Can't count them as games. They're, they're keeping clean sheets. That's all that matters in terms of FBO. You've got, I've got a bargain goalkeeper there, and uh, Tom Heaton. And. Oh. You know, <laughs> let let just let's just take a moment here to to look at their fixtures that are coming up at home. Please put this into context. Uh, Burnley, so that could be a, another dire nil nil. 
Brighton and Liverpool <laughs> um, and then Newcastle but at home they've they've got a few nice fixtures at home like three out of them for they've got the potential for the clean sheets or like they, they go to Arsenal they go to Norwich and they go to Man City so them ones I'm writing them weeks off as a one point week but they have got the potential there for a few clean sheets at home so I'm, I'm taking the the averages probably until Alisson gets back <sighs> I'm, I'm trying to convince you here. Come on. No. I say that. I say that. I, I have, min- I I have mings on my team. <laughs> I have mings in my team, so it's good for me. Uh, maybe I need to trust him at home a bit more. Um, but he's not playing against Arsenal, so he can get he can get effed. Um, but yeah. Definitely going to have to score an A against Arsenal. <laughs> true. True, true, true. Um, but let's finish on transfers then. Jay, you kind of alluded to yours early. What was it? What was it? Was it Pulisic to Mount, was it? Did you say? It was, yeah. Um, obviously, you say Pulisic is not really getting much of a look into what Mount is. So, um, I think it freed up, a, I think it was maybe one million, give or take, uh, that yeah, it freed up in terms right. of what, what I've got. So, um Obviously, that's three transfer for the week, but then it does leave me with 1.6 in the bank. So, sort of playing the long game in terms of how I can manipulate a few players. Um, Bernardo Silva still question mark for me. I don't know mm-hmm. what's going on. Obviously, Pep's magic wheel of rotation, you don't know who he's picking. So, he could be next for the chop. Um, I mean, those people who had De Bruyne this week, um, that was a heated topic on our there. What's up with that? I don't think he'll a be. Lot. I don't think he'll be rotated ever again. No, I don't. Don't <laughs> think he'll be dropping him again. <laughs> but you know, uh, Bernardo flattered to deceive. Really, got an assist, but he didn't really do much else. And he was sort of lumbered out onto the the left wing, and he didn't really look comfortable up there. So maybe weeks to come. But I think I'm just going to one this week and just get by with no points loss. Yeah, fair dues, fair dues. Um, Simon, what are you thinking? Yeah, I've also already made my move. I did Martial to Mount. Um, as I said, I got Martial in the week that he got injured. And I thought he'd be back the following week, but it's kind of a move that I know I should have made last week, even for, I was thinking about doing a minus four for it, but I just figured that... Um, Wolves at home would be a tough fixture, but I did not expect Chelsea to score five goals, so that's um, always interesting. So yeah, I've I finally have Mount in. I was thinking about maybe taking a hit to get rid of um, my fantastic Watford defender, Kiko, but um, I, I, just, <laughs> I feel like I'm, he's going to be in my team for the rest of the season because I just can't get around. I don't think it's worth a hit because there's not really anyone that... Um, I want to bring in that's going to keep a clean sheet, so he will probably just continue uh, to rot on my bench. There might be team transform now. They played better against Arsenal. That's what I'm hoping for. Yeah. <laughs> <That's it. laughs> Although he did, I think he got subbed off, didn't he, for the animals? I mean, so that's a concern. And he was booked, so he got to me zero points. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I, I, I probably will wildcard next week. So I don't really see the point in taking it, um, taking a hit. So. I will, yeah, that's all I'll do for now. Just bring in Mount. Yeah, sounds like a plan, sounds like a plan. Um, as usual, we're going to do live podcast, uh, live transfers with Guy. Um, <laughs> here's what I'm thinking, right? I've maybe found a way to get in De Bruyne, but it might take getting rid of Aguero. I'm going to keep Aguero because Man City always spank Watford. That seems to be the way football works nowadays. But in terms of long term, it kind of works out because you obviously mentioned Abraham's got us at the weekend. If I go Abraham to Aguero um, next week or whenever I do this, that's obviously a lot of money. And then I can put that into my midfield um, elsewhere um, with De Bruyne. But I also need to get rid of Wesley. Because, as I mentioned, Aston Villa is shit going forward. Um, so this week, I'm thinking maybe Wesley to a cheap er forward. Um, but I might also do 
Aurier in for Zinchenko, but I might wait for the Champions League game with that one. So, cheap strikers. Wesley's obviously six, so anyone under that. And A use the first one there, but I think Crystal Palace have awful fixtures. Mopey from Brighton. Ooh, that's an interesting one. What's Brighton's fixtures like? Yeah, uh, a couple of toughies uh, away to Chelsea, home to Spurs after Newcastle this weekend. No, not that one. <laughs> not him then. Well, <laughs> uh, there's not really a lot of um, yeah, options the... to stand that way. No, you, you're sort of scratching around the, the realms of Joe yeah. Linton, Matt Burney. <laughs> uh, stay away Tom from Sheffield United. Yeah. <laughs> Everton, Everton, Liverpool and Arsenal all within the next four fixtures Ooh. for Sheffield United. Stay away from them. Andy Carroll. Oh, God. Benteke. <laughs> this is what how you're looking is, at. How much is Benteke? Five, five eight. Oh, God, no. Right. Um, I think you might have to try and find money for... It genuinely for might him. just have to be AU. Oh. I mean, what? I thought they had bad fixtures, but they've got a decent free. They've got Wolves at home. Who we mentioned are bad now. Norwich at home who can't defend and West Ham away. I think it gets awful after that if I remember correctly. But Aston Villa have been bad, but I think I actually would prefer Wesley than any of those other yeah. options still. Um Manso- well, I mean he has scored one goal. <laughs> was that against Everton though? Uh, yeah. We've been over this. He's <laughs> Everton doesn't count. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, I think Jordan A, you might be the one because if he's going to be the Crystal Palace main striker, I know they're not the biggest team, but I save 0.9 and I reckon A, you will outscore him even if Crystal Palace are as bad as we think. How much have you got to play with, Guy? Because oh, that's a good question. I have 0.3, so I could go 6.3. Josh King, a bomb of 6.3. I, I, That's not a bad shout, I actually. Don't, yeah. I don't trust Bournemouth this month. Uh, Southampton, West Ham, Arsenal, Norwich, Wofford are the next five. Uh, Josh King's still like him. <laughs> I'll, I'll remind you of that about 10 o'clock on Friday yeah. after he scored a couple. Yeah, you knew that. <laughs> Who else is there? Jota, not many. Not Jota can get effed. Oh, God, like yeah. No. Oh, Chris Woody, you previously had, have you not? Yeah. Ooh, <laughs> no, we're not doing that again. <laughs> because if I get him, Ashley Barnes will start scoring again. And if I get Ashley Barnes, Chris Wood will score 10 goals in a game. So I'm not doing it. There uh, really is not a lot out there. No, nah. I think, yeah, I think I'm just going to do Jordan AU. Because it saved me 0.9 in the long term, I get dollar. Dollar, dollar. Um, and then. See, this is great listening, people. It's me clicking. <laughs> the, you just have to have a look around, like the lower echelons, and there's not a lot there. I mean, could you be tempted by a 4.4 Rian Brewster? No. No? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he, might, <laughs> he, he may come on tonight and make I mean, his full team debut. Yeah, yeah, but he's. I hope not. I mean, does the he's... MK Dons game count? <laughs> No, but we got Sheffield United the game after. Yeah, well, we showed against Newcastle. We need all three of our front three on to score against bad teams. <laughs> mm, well, I know, I know we scored one against them, but yeah, we need we need at least two of them playing okay. Um, well, I mean, you, I've already I've, I've already done the Jordan here. What anyway? <laughs> oh, did you? Oh, okay, yeah. I was going to say you could um, you could do the Zinchenko. Aurier, and then you'd have a little bit more. Yeah, I, money, I, but I am, I am going. I think I'm going to do that, but I'm just going to wait for tonight to see, like if they start playing a back three. But yeah. maybe, if they play a back three, Zinchenko doesn't do out going forward, so he'll probably get binned off anyway, won't he? But I'll, I'll leave that. Isn't... Yeah, I think he's yeah. travelled with them. I think I will do Aurier unless he's like dropped for tonight for like Davinson Sanchez. That I'll, I'll still move off Zinchenko, I reckon, but. I'll wait for Tottenham's Champions League game to confirm it's all year. Um, but yeah, that was live transfers with Guy. I've done Jordan AU. Uh, I've brought in Jordan AU for um, Wesley. Cause probably, probably the most boring transfer anyone Woo! will ever hear. <laughs> <laughs> I 
I would guess you are in the small, small minority of the people who've probably got Jordan now. <laughs> Bargain, though. Look at him. Look at him. Where is he? To go. I'm on the wrong tab. In all fairness, he has actually exactly. scored. Exactly. So he's he scored points the many goals that Wesley has. Yeah. He's asked 8.1 people alone, which is... Wow. That's very surprising. <laughs> I'm, I'm the one. <laughs> I'm I, I would say there's 8% of people who play FPL who are probably Palace fans. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I've heard Palace fans Same. on podcasts. They do not like Jordan Avery. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, Ben Tecker's got seven points. So, yeah, I reckon that's a good move. So, you know, fuck y'all. <laughs> um, on next week's pod, we're going to have to address the... And then next week, I'm moving Jordan AU on to Brewster. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Oh dear, but it will be interesting, I suppose. Right, um, we'll start wrapping this up with uh, captain picks. I need to actually think of who I'm going to pick here, but Jay, who are you looking at for early captain picks? I've gone for Obama Yang this week, Aston Villa at home, um, obviously negating the fact I've got heating and goal. Um, Obama Yang seems to be banging regularly, um, doesn't do much else, but he scores. And um, I always like to have a captain on the home team, so Salah away at Chelsea um, is my vice-captain. But, uh, yep, that's who I'm going for this week. I was tempted by Jamie Vardy at home to Tottenham, but uh, I'm sticking with Aubameyang because he's probably more likely to get a couple of goals. Yeah, I think that is fair. I've just discovered I have a problem in defence, but I'll save that for another time. Um... (laughs) Uh, Sai, who are you looking at? I'm going to go for Sterling, home to Watford. Um, he hasn't really been on form lately, but um, I think he has a good record versus Watford, or that could be Aguero, I can't I remember. Think my, I think Man City just have a good... Yeah, just I think Man City as a whole. <laughs> so, I mean, he's been... He's blanked the last two, but I mean, you know, I think it's still... Um, well, guess how, long, be, guess how long I've had Sterling in for. <laughs> two games? I'll <laughs> yes. please get rid of him. <laughs> no. Take him out right now. No. Uh, I don't really think there's anyone else that I'd even think about besides Sterling. Maybe De Bruyne, but I just uh, feel like Watford are just so bad right now. Um, I'm going to go for Raz. Yeah, I think you're definitely looking at City players or Aubameyang, aren't you really? I think that's the safest yeah. bet. Um, there, I've gone Aguero myself, because not uh, oh, Norwich. Uh, they can't defend, but either can Watford. Uh, it's the point I'm getting at. Um, so yeah, I've I've gone Aguero myself. Um, yeah, if 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 Man City screw up and I've got one of them as captain, at least they've screwed up. Um, it's the way. It's the best way of looking at it. Um, but yeah, we'll finish up there. Uh, so thank you both for joining me, and thank you everyone for listening at home. Um, there is a Friday night game, I think it's the South Coast Derby at Southampton-Bournemouth, so be wary of that, get your transfers in um, probably as soon as the European football's done, or be stupid and do them on a podcast like I do. Um, but yeah, thank you everyone for listening. Goodbye. <laughs>